Hey everybody, it's Megan, and I just had to do a little intro of me talking before I start this episode. I don't know that I've done this in a while, although I record these so far ahead of time that it's quite possible I did this in the last episode and I just don't remember. Um, I, the, ugh, I, I have no words. Um, I'm so excited to bring my episode with Jill and Kate to you all. You will learn in the episode who they are, but it was just very special for me to interview them. I have admired them and been listening to their music. That's a hint. They're musicians since I was like 19. So just, oh, this was so much fun for me. Um, this was another Skype call. And as with all my Skype calls, there's just the sound is not 100%, but I, I think it's pretty good. Um, I was proud of the way that this turned out. So um, yeah. Other than that, not much to say except that these girls are amazing and please go check out their stuff. Um, also, since this episode was recorded, they did officially drop a single. It's called Better and they referenced that it's coming out when we talked, but um, this episode is coming out after that single dropped. So you can go grab that single on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your music, but make sure you do that. And um, I hope you enjoy this episode and just know that I was silently freaking out. Welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. Uh, this is Megan. I am really excited because today I have two very special guests uh, via Skype. So I'm going to let you ladies introduce yourselves to everybody. Okay. Hi. Hi, we're Jill and Kate. I'm Jill. And I'm Kate. And AKA Jill and Kate, we're <laughs> a music duo and team podcasters, writers, I don't know, yeah. all the things. Yes, and I, I have been a fan of these ladies for a very long time, so this is very exciting for me to get to interview them. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. I Thanks know. for having us. We Thank love you. your podcast and are so proud to have watched this podcast emerge from like the idea to now it's out there in the world, and it's awesome. Yes, and you two were one of my biggest inspirations. I love your podcast so much. Girls Just Pod to Have Fun. It's so good. Um, I told Melinda that every time I listen to it, it, it feels like you're in the room. Like it just feels like you're like having a conversation with your friends. That's oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's good because that's sort of the point, right? We all yes. feel like more connected. So that's part of the reason why we started it. So I'm glad to hear that. Yes. So what do you guys want to shine a light on? Um, yeah, we kind of, I feel like we talked a little bit about this with you and we were kind of like, what should we do? What should we do? And I think fear and anxiety and the importance of connection to kind of combat those things is sort of what our mission is in what we're kind of going after right now. So we were wanting to shine a light on that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm super excited about that. Um, I was telling you guys, I have some specific questions that I'm really excited to ask you about that. But before we get into that, for the people who don't know who Jill and Kate are, I wanted to bring them up to speed a little bit. So you are musicians. Um, and you've sang backup for a major artist, Kelly Clarkson, and you've released your own music, uh, written and released by you. So my count, I have five albums. Is that correct? Oh. <laughs> Not you to put know. you on the spot. Uh, I think that seems about right. Yeah, yeah we tried. Right. A few have been like EPs. Right. Or albums, so I don't know what the final count is, but that sounds great to me. Okay, yeah. so we'll go with five. <laughs> so can you give people listening like the Spark Notes version of how you guys met and became a singer-songwriter duo? Yes. 
So we both were going to college in different places and went to a music school on Martha's Vineyard for a semester that was kind of like a study abroad program, even though it wasn't really abroad, but you had to take a ferry to get there, so it was sort of abroad. Um, we met there, and one of our homework assignments was to co-write with another student, and we wrote a song together. We just kind of met and became friends pretty quickly and wrote a song, and when we performed it for our peers and our professors, everyone was you guys sound like sisters, you guys should be a duo. And we were kind of like, okay. Like <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of thought behind it. We just thought, well, doing it with someone else is probably better than doing it alone. So um, we decided to be a duo. And then we graduated from college and we moved to, we recorded our first album and then we moved to LA and um, Kelly came to a show there and asked if we would sing backup for us shortly after for that her. for her. <laughs> <laughs> She asked us if we it would sing backup for ourselves. It, it takes two of us to tell this story. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and so that one show with Kelly turned into six years of touring. And yeah, that's kind of the super condensed version of how we, you know. And then since then, we've just continued doing our own music and blogs and podcasts and all the things. So yeah, we're we are. pretty much into just telling stories. <laughs> so whether it's our songs or on our blog or in our podcast it's just like stories to us is what connects everyone to everyone else because even though our circumstances can be super different we're all kind of living very similar stories or we're all very familiar with the same feelings of pain or disappointment or frustration or happiness or joy like we all feel those same emotions even though our circumstances or stories might be really different um, but it's sharing those stories is what makes less alone just I mean kind of in general so. absolutely wow yeah so if people have never heard your music and I kind of said it already but how would you describe your music to people um it's like gangster rap <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah we just call it like pop singer songwriter it's a lot of it's harmony driven kind of lyric driven and meaningful so, pop meaningful pop Okay. I do have a, an essential Jill and Kate playlist on Spotify for people who have not heard your music yet, who want to check it out. I put like what I think are the songs that you have to hear by you two on there. So, <laughs> um, okay. So you mentioned singing back up for Kelly and that's, that's when I was introduced to you too. Um, and I, cause I'm kind of a dork. I remember being on the like message boards for Kelly and people started talking about Jill and Kate, Jill and Kate. And I was curious like, how did you know, or were you aware that you were kind of growing your own little fan base amongst Kelly fans? It was kind of weird. I really realize it for maybe a couple of years. And then like all of a sudden people in the audience would like maybe have a sign for us or something. And I was like, what? Like, how do people, even... you kind of think you're just in the background, like no one really knows, but you know, Kelly and us always spent a lot of time together too like off there wasn't a ton of social media then but kind of people knew of us as sort yeah. of and so I feel like we kind of yeah gained a little fan base which was so cool for us because you know we loved doing both we loved right. being a Kelly's band and still it's always been a priority for us to have our own you know we were doing our stuff for three or four years before Kelly was even a part of our world. So, yeah. um, and I think it was really cool. helpful too that Kelly was so supportive of, you know, we got hired as Jill and Kate, like she hired us after seeing us do our own show. And so because she was so supportive, I think she always did a good job of highlighting whether it's people in her band or crew or like just a part of her team. Um, 
So like the few times she would either talk about us or share about our music, I feel like that also really helped because it it is kind of rare to like get to people on the stage when you're there to see like the main artists. Like you have to really be interested in like other beyond, musicians yeah. or like beyond that to, I mean, even I do it. It's like, you know, you're there to see who you're there to see. So yeah, she so it was always... really cool that she supported that and then we kind of had this other kind of fan base growing that we didn't right. even really know. Yeah. And you did it like before social media is what it is now. Like I think MySpace was maybe around and <laughs> maybe Twitter and was just coming up, but um, I feel like you kind of built this fan base without the, the major social media channels being what they are now. Yeah, we were just talking to someone yesterday about like, we've been doing this for 16 years and it has changed every year, like exponentially there's mm -hmm. like something new. And so, yeah, I think it was like MySpace and Twitter and then I think Instagram was like right at the end of kind of when we were out touring the world so much. Yeah. So it's been interesting, but it's been, we've had like the few solid group of people that have kind of followed us through the journey, which is super fun yeah. um, to have. So thanks for being part of that. Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I have been a fan of them since I was like 18. <laughs> so what is it like to kind of grow up with your fans? It's really cool because again, we're like all, you know, we really, we say this all the time, but we're all in this together and mm -hmm. it's like, you can share anything that we've learned, you know, but people can sometimes put other people in these categories of like, oh, well their life must be X, Y, Z because of this or that, or like, because we get to, you know, tour the world that we might not have the same feelings or have not felt that transitional period in your twenties when you're like, I'm an adult, but I don't really know what I'm doing, but like, <laughs> I'm an adult. Like, right. That period. And so I think just to be able to share those stories along the way and to see, I mean, there's nothing like sharing a really personal story and having people comment or reply or share that and say like, this is exactly how I was feeling, or I felt this too, or thank you for giving advice to this situation because I find myself in the same one. Because again, like we're all going through the same situations. And so it's been really, it's been like, it's a privilege, I think, to me to be able yeah. to like be like, I, we know things about our fans' lives that yeah. are really important. And I think of them I don't think like fans really I know that's sort of like people are fans of what we do and that's cool but I feel like it's more like friends yeah. like we're all we've grown with these people like we're all friends and like we're fans of what you're doing and like mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not like oh well there's the fans and then there's us we've really become this kind of community of friends which I yes. think is really cool and I love it's it it's been cool now to see like people get married, have babies, like, it's just, yeah. it's cool to cheer, even people, like, all the way over in the UK, like, a fan friend of ours just had a baby, and, you know, posted on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> congratulations, like, you know, just because we have all known each other for years yeah. now, so, right. Okay, so eventually you did move on from singing backup for Kelly and you focused on your own career. And I want to talk about, was that scary for you? What kind of played into that? Um, and and what that was like sort of going off on your own? Yeah. Oh, it was really, I mean, there's a lot that, I mean, after almost six years of touring, I mean, everyone had just become like family and it was super hard to kind of like, realize okay there are only 24 hours in a day and 365 days in a year and 
I mean, at that point, I think some of the years of, of our last years, we were gone like 300 days in a year. And so it just made it so hard to have any like extra time, I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. to work on Jill and Kate music. And we are really wanting to be able just to focus more on that, to be able to play our own shows, to be able to focus on writing or recording. And it was just kind of like... I, yeah. Were you done or no? Yeah. Okay. No, I think that there's like a lot of fear in the leaving and being like, we're going to try this and that's so scary. But I think there's also fear in staying and being like, what if I was supposed to do something else? Mm-hmm. And so fear is like a part of each part of your story. It's just what is more, what what do you need to do more? Because you're going to have to overcome fear one way or another, right? I think yeah. like that's going to happen, but what is the most important thing for you in that time to overcome that fear and I think sadness either way like sadness if you stay in something too long where you're like oh man I really feel like I'm supposed to do something else and then like sadness when like we told everyone that we were like I mean yeah and like lots of tears because it was like these are our people like we've been around again like more than even our own families we would see these people this group and and I think that's in life what happens you go to college or you move you know all these things happen and there's fear in both sides and there's so much emotion in both sides but you you got to go somewhere you got to do something right Right. yeah and then you guys have spent most of your time kind of branding Jill and Kate by yourselves like you, you write your songs you release your songs you keep up with your blog, you, you kind of do your own social media. So what is that like and, and what's good about that and what's challenging about that? That's a great question. Oh, that is a great question. I feel like that we is- We try to look at it as like, this is so great. This is yeah. awesome because it, it can be overwhelming and it can be scary to be like, I don't really know. I'm not a social media professional, you know, like we're all, <laughs> um, but we try to look at it as like, this is amazing. No one else is telling us we can or cannot do something. So that's like our outlook and sometimes when we get overwhelmed because we do because you know when you're trying to do a project there's a lot of parts it's not just like you're not just calling us and recording this then you right. have to like edit it and you have to put promote it and get an image and like blah 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 and upload it and pay for the service just whatever it's like there's just a lot of pieces you know there mm-hmm. and so that's true in every project that we do yeah. and sometimes we just have to be like, all right, we're not doing this this week because it's too much, you know? And that, that there's something really nice about being in charge. As long as you can tell yourself it's okay to not do everything all the time. Um, I think it's nice to not have someone else in charge, really. Yeah, us. and I think balancing all, like I heard somebody say recently, gosh, I don't know where I saw this. It might've just been like scrolling Instagram and I didn't, Pay enough attention to see who said it but it said something about like be okay to be bad at something for a while until you're better at it and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel like <laughs> I mean that's been even when we started singing it's like I think I mean we were good at singing but like we definitely had like so much to learn we still have so much to learn but I have to give myself the same grace when I'm looking at marketing something or right now we've got a live podcast coming up and so we're dealing with logistics of that and I'm like, well, it's our first one ever. So right. like, kind of giving some margin to have it be like, maybe like 
really, really fun, but also I'm imagining we'll have a lot to learn afterwards. Like, so I think just giving yourself- Which you'd never know if you didn't do it. Exactly, but I think a lot of us have this tendency of like, I can only do something once I like know I'm gonna nail it. Mm -hmm. That actually, that's fine, but I bet you're gonna do like a quarter of the stuff that you could do in your lifetime if you just did it kind of scared, kind of like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna, I mean, I feel like parenting, everybody says like, there'll never be a time when you feel ready to have a kid. Like there's never, you don't ever have like all the knowledge and like all of the like sleep gathered to like (laughs) parent a child. And I don't have any kids, but I'm just using that as an example. So I think just giving ourselves grace. And I, I saw this quote too that said, I don't have enough time and it crossed out time and it said clear priorities. And I think the more organized that we are, the better we are at executing things because it also gives us margin to say like, hey, it's 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. You probably shouldn't still be working. Like, yeah, not not normal. So I think that is definitely like just good to keep in mind because I don't know, you can like really easily overdo it. Yeah, you can just like you can all of a sudden it can be like, wait, I don't have a life because I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm the marketing team. I'm the social media team. I'm the promotions team. I am like creative. Yeah. Creative. I'm like all, and also writing songs while you're at it. (laughs) And really at the end of the day, we're like, we just want to write songs. Right. Lose, you know, we don't do that as much as we'd like to. And it's like, we're songwriters, but like how much time do we spend doing that? Not as much as, I think if that's your really title, you yeah. should be spending, you know. So what do you do as a songwriter? Do you just like wake up and write songs every day? It's <laughs> like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I think people think it's this very like, I don't know, romantic, I don't know if that's the right word, lifestyle. You just kind of like wake up, pick up a t- guitar and just like sit by a beach and, and write songs all day. <laughs> that's that's Where's goal, that though? job available? Yeah. <laughs> That's my dream job. Yeah. I'm working towards it. But it really, I think that like, I mean, even the shining light on fear, like I think a lot of times fear is the culprit that keeps us from attempting something, even like what, I mean, we've been doing it for 16 years and fear still tries to like disarm us in the sense of like, well, the industry has changed so much since you started. Do you know what you're doing now? It's like, you could be the most educated person in the music industry two weeks ago, and now you're like back at square one. Right. And you just be okay with being like, okay, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do it afraid and truck along. So. so how do you guys take that very first step toward something that you're afraid of? Oh, that's a good question too. I think gathering knowledge, just, just little tidbits of knowledge can always help disarm fear. Like, uh, yeah, I procrastinate first. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay, is... Kate's gathering knowledge, and I'm like, what else could I do to not do that right now? <laughs> oh, I really need to work out right now. Like, I don't know. Um, and then, I don't know. For me, I think it just, like, comes to a head where, like, I will just all of a sudden do it. But I do, I have to, like, mentally prepare first. But you always, like, this is something else we say a lot. It's like, just do the next, like, just do the next thing it's like you don't have to get all the way to the finish line or even know how you're gonna get there but if you want to start something whether you know who knows what it is just do maybe like the one next step you don't have to do like 
you don't have to have it all figured out. And I'm very much, I operate in that. Like I, I'm the person that like, if I start it, I want to know I'm going to be awesome at it. And I want to know all the steps that I'm going to have to take to get there. And it's like, just taking one is sometimes the best thing that you can do because it's like, you'll one, feel really good that you've started. You can cross something off your list and there's only like, you're only going to get better at taking further steps, whether it's like, I want to lose weight. Okay. Like maybe you don't like go shopping and like go crazy and buy like a whole gym for your house. Like maybe just put on your shoes and like do a lap in your neighborhood, like small steps, like just like one thing or just throw out all the like trash that you have in your house, like trashy food, not oh, trash. Is there something um, that you do physically when you're feeling afraid, like breathing or meditation or journaling? I'm just trying to think of something like tangible. I love what you said, but I'm also trying to think of like physical acts that you might do. Yeah, I'm a huge journaler. I love journaling. It's like, I'm such a verbal processor that, I mean, Jill can attest or my friends can attest to like, I just want to talk things out all the time. And that's not healthy all the time to be putting that on other people. So I do that with myself in my journal and And, process. Yeah. And I honestly, something I do when I'm feeling afraid or overwhelmed is I just like lie down on the floor. This is so crazy, but grabbing. I did, I, I did this like an hour ago. I went into the closet and just like, it's a huge closet. And I just was lying down, like without my phone, without like thinking about anything, just clearing. I feel like sometimes it's just a matter of clearing your head, you know, so much information coming at you, even in in a room that has a TV on or a computer or a clock. Like I just have to go in a quiet, dark place and just like, almost like recalibrate. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me. I was in a yoga class once where they said the ground will always be there for you. So, like, if you need to lie down, there's always going to be a ground. <laughs> so I think that's that's a great thing to do. Yeah, that is so yeah. true. I love that. I've never, I've never really thought for about that. For me, too, sometimes it's, like, nervous energy if I'm afraid. And so I have to do something physical. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's I'm going to run for 10 minutes as, like, hard as I can or five minutes if that's all I have, like, being able to burn off some extra energy my therapist told me that she was like you probably have a lot of like extra energy sometimes in nervous energy that sometimes you just need to like physically tire yourself out and that will help kind of again recalibrate like release it yeah yeah and I mean everyone is so different like how you're like I need to like lie really still I like I need to burn off energy yeah there's not like a blueprint no right for you and I'm sure maybe when you lay down on the floor for the first time, you were like, that's kind of weird, but it's like a thing. Like, yeah. It works for you. So, mm-hmm. so can you tell um, us about a time when you did face your fear? How did you do it and what the outcome was? So I'm kind of thinking about your roundabout, your roundabout. <laughs> that's not what it's called. <laughs> um, but you guys, when you felt stuck and then kind of what you did from there. That's so funny. Yeah, we were at this lunch thing yesterday, and someone else called it a roundabout. So I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe that's nothing into new that. Ed- iteration. <laughs> maybe it's in my brain because they're like everywhere now. <laughs> um, okay, what was the question? <laughs> um, a time that you did face your fear and like how you did it and what the outcome was. Oh gosh, I can think of like a really old example, and I can think of like a newer example. I'm gonna go with the newer one for now. Um, but I think one of the things when 
start, when we thought about doing the walkabout slash roundup, um, I think it was really scary for us to think of what other people would think of us doing this. Can I do a brief timeout? Yeah. For people who don't know what the walkabout is. Yes. A year, a year and a half ago, we sold everything that we owned house and we started traveling and kind of living minimalistically, mm -hmm. right? minimally, um, for like the last year and a half. So I'm just, just in case people don't have a reference for that, that's all. Go no, ahead. that's yeah. super Thank helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Super helpful, Jill. High fives. Mm -hmm. um, so we, yeah, in that like process, because Nashville is like such a music industry, you know, hub and this, like all the things are happening in our industry, we were really afraid to like face that, like, what are people going to think if we leave? Are, gonna, are people going to think that like we've quit music or that we're not being a duo anymore? Or like, even like when we had the conversation with our manager, we were like, Oh, what is she going to think? Is she going to be like mad at us? Or, you know, and it, it totally was the opposite. Like our manager was like super supportive and she was like, absolutely do what you need to do to like, we were at a place where we were so depleted, like emotionally and I mean all areas that we needed, like our tanks were empty and we needed some refueling. And the walkabout was like our way of doing that. And I think if we would have listened to those fear voices, which really are ridiculous because they're made up. Like, well, and I think like what fear voices are a lot, which is so crazy when I think about it, is we think we, it's always, for me at least, I don't know if other people feel like this, but it's like, what are other people going to think? Mm -hmm. or what? That's my main fear, which is so dumb, but it's true. And I can't, I'm going to acknowledge that it's there. And then when you, so breaking your fear is actually sometimes not even a physical movement, although sometimes it is, whether it's and get moving or getting a new job or something tangible, but it's, it's deciding just to like, think about what matters to you and what you really want. So overcoming the fear, I think, is really more of an internal choice and decision to like choose yourself over what other people think. And also, most of the time, the other people don't think that. You just are kind you of... You think they think that, yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's such a mind game. It's, such, it's so much in our own heads, and um, not to belittle it, because it's real, but I'm just saying, I think overcoming fear is just a lot of it is a choice, you know? And we had gotten to that place where we were like, okay, we we're, we know that this is the right move for us individually and even as like Jill and Kate, the brand, like the entity, we were like, we know within ourselves, like this is something that we have to do. So we're tabling all of those fear voices, any thoughts of what anyone else might say. Because also when we really broke it down, we're like, who made the rules? Like, no, we we're still like, we're releasing new music. We have released new music since we've been on the walkabout. Like we're still doing all the things who told us we couldn't like no one. And yeah. so, but that was really a time where we had, we felt super afraid and we just decided to do it anyway. And again, it was like taking action. It was like, okay, small step number one, Jill, sell your house. <laughs> like, step, yeah. But I'm saying like, you know, or call the realtor. Like that was like step one. Right. Right. And through that walkabout has come your podcast, um, which we mentioned in the beginning. So what for you has been the best part of your podcast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many good things. The wine. No, I'm <laughs> I think one of the things was having like a check. We had to check in with ourselves every week 
because we are like doing this podcast and we brought people along on this journey. And so it forced us to check in and have a conversation every week. How are you feeling? What is this like? Like there's so many unknowns that it was a really cool way to document it all. Um, and just to be able to emotionally check in with ourselves to be like, Oh, I didn't even realize I was feeling this or I was feeling that or, um, that just like on a personal, maybe quasi selfish level, that was really nice for me. But again, I love to talk. And so the podcast is like the perfect place for me because I just can run my mouth <laughs> all the long day. Songwriting, it's like we've got to edit it down into like yeah. sentences. And this we can just talk yeah. and talk and talk and tell it's stories. Really, it's been fun to like, in songwriting, it has to be so precise and perfect. Like when you, when you have a mix of a final song, it's yeah. like, it's, you know, you spend hours and days and months going over it. With a podcast, you're kind of like, well, I just <laughs> talked and like, here it is. Like you want it to be good and everything, but I'm just saying it's, it's sort of a stream of consciousness where it doesn't have to be perfect for us. Right. It's just a conversation really. Uh, and that's really liberating for me as like a creative person to just be able to be like, well, it's just this, you know? And there's times in the walkabout because we've kind of been separated from our community there have been times where I felt really lonely in the walkabout um, and it's been good, but I've still felt like kind of lonely um, that I've listened to other podcasts, kind of like how you're saying, like, it feels like you're in the room or it just feels like you're hanging out with people, like listening to a conversation. I have like definitely when I felt lonely, like gone and listen to podcasts and been like comforted by these conversations. And so I feel like that just to know that hopefully like maybe we're like bringing comfort to people as well, like makes me really happy. Or yeah. Just, I think that's the best part about podcasts is that you can find one on a topic that you're interested in and just hear other people kind of share that same interest as you. Yes. Cause there is no better feeling than one that sigh of relief of like, Oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. And two, to be like, okay, this person was struggling with the same thing or like had the same problem. Like how did they get, how did they get through it? Mm -hmm. Have you found that in doing your podcast? Yes, absolutely. Um, so a lot of the guests that I've had on have talked about like mental health stuff and just the fact that they're so open to share it and just let other people hear it. And somebody might be listening to it is so like heartwarming for me. Um, I'm, I have one coming up in a couple weeks uh, for somebody who lost her son to suicide and I'm just so proud of her for being willing to share. And there might be other people out there who have lost somebody or are afraid to lose somebody. And just, yeah, I found it really powerful for people to share their stories like you guys were saying. Yeah, that's so great. That's awesome. So where are you guys now in your walkabout journey? Let's get people in. Are you still walking about? <laughs> Let's give people an update on that. Yes, we are still walking about. We're kind of, we're saying that this is a different, we've been on the walkabout for a year and a half. And so we want it to continue. However, like the thought of like the logistics behind the walkabout of like coordinating travel and where we're going to be and all that for a year and a half was getting just like a lot, mm -hmm. just feeling. Um, so we kind of got a place just recently in Nashville that's kind of serving as like our work hub, if you will. Like I call it a place to settle in all of my travels, um, which feels really good. Somebody told us who'd also done a walkabout and they said, you'll just know when it's time okay. because me wanting to know all the steps, like when I started the walkabout, like, well, how's it going to end? And where's it going to end? And what is that going to be like? And he was just like, 
no, you'll just know. Like you'll just you'll just know. And sure enough, I it just kind of was like a we were kind of talking and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to like have all of my stuff in one place. I was getting a little stressed out because I had like the suitcases with me and then I had like stuff in my car and I had a suitcase at my parents' house and like things were just like kind of scattered all across the US. <laughs> and that was kind of giving me a little bit of panic. Yeah. Even, really, I mean, I sold everything. This was just more like either stuff that I had accumulated over the last year and a half or keep you know, safe. Yeah. Safe. And there's weird stuff that you like when you go on a walkabout, I didn't have like, I had to go to a wedding. So I had to buy like new shoes and a new dress for a wedding. And I'm like, I don't need to carry that around with me on the daily. So like that was stuff that was like at my parents' house. Right. Like, weird stuff like that that I'm like, ah, I just want all my place all my stuff in one place. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that actually on our next podcast. Okay. Kind of like where we're at and what the walkabout for us needed to do is it needed to refill our tanks because like what we do creatively comes out of like what's inside of us and like hopefully an overflow of what's inside of us. And luckily the walkabout worked and did that and now it feels like okay we've been walking about we've been refueling the tanks and now it's time to like kind of like do something with all of that like do something with all the stuff that we have inside of us we've been writing more we're getting ready to release a new single on may 3rd like we've just got like all this stuff it just feels like and now it's go time <laughs> that's so exciting yeah i just did a fist pump in the air <laughs> Um, so kind of going back to fear a little bit before we get into the sort of last few questions, do you guys ever wish you were fearless or do you think that sometimes we need a little bit of that fear? Ooh, that's a great question. I think fear serves us so well. I mean, it protects us in a lot of ways, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you have fears usually not always, but usually there's a little, little bit of a reason because there's some sort of a risk attached and, um, I think, I don't think that I wish I was fearless. I feel like fear keeps me grounded and kind of realistic. I think I would love to have a better, I don't know, how do I say this? I, I would love to have a better relationship with fear. I think that's something I work on, but I don't want it like out of my life. So the best example I heard <laughs> about this is at OnSite, which is a therapeutic retreat center um, that we both went to last summer at different times, but it's a week long program. Um, where you don't have your phone or anything and you just focus on like group therapy for a week. It's incredible. Um, but my group leader, shout out to Jim C, um, said that like fear can be a person on your bus. It just can't be driving your bus. Mm. It's like a really good, like, because he was like fear and anxiety, like fear, like, or it's going to keep you like, it's going to keep you alive in a certain sense. Like you want a healthy fear of some things. Like, and he was like, it's okay for fear to come and like tap you on the shoulder and for you to acknowledge it and then tell it to go sit back down that you're driving the bus and it's not. But I'm such a visual learner that that was like so helpful for me. So now when like anxiety comes up, he says, anxiety is the universe's way of asking you if you want to come back down. Like it's your invitation to come back to reality. Anytime you feel anxious, just see it as like an invitation to come back to reality same thing, like fear if it's tapping you on the shoulder, anxiety if it's tapping you on the shoulder, guilt, like whatever that negative emotion might be, like acknowledge it, thank it, thank the emotion for its like service to you and then tell it to sit back down. 
but you're driving the bus. Like, I just, I love that visual. Yeah, I love that too. And I think I agree with both of you. Um, kind of like Jill, I think my biggest fear is what other people think. So I do sometimes wish that I could get rid of that or at least lessen it. But I also can recognize that I think sometimes fear is needed to push you a little bit. Yeah, totally. So what would you tell other people who may be um, feeling kind of afraid right now to take the next step in their career or in life in general? Oh, gosh. Take a breath. Maybe go lie down on the floor. <laughs> and then just, I feel like, what lights you up? Like, what makes your heart beat faster? What do you think about when you're falling asleep or when you wake up in the morning or like think about the last time that you felt genuine joy or happiness and figure out how you can do more of that and just take the very first step. Like, And I think like we say this to each other a lot when we're each facing a fear, either individually or in our career, like what's the worst thing that could happen? We do play worst case scenario. We play that and I don't think that's to focus on the negative. It's just to go, is it, what's the worst thing that could happen and yeah. how likely is it that that will happen? And if that happens, then what? Are you yeah. going to, is that going to be the end of everything? Like, no. So, you know, even with our walkabout, it was like, okay, what's the worst thing that happens? It just totally bombs. We run out of money and we like have to yeah. move in with friends. Like, okay. Like then we refigure it out, you know? Yeah. And, and I, so I think take a look at your situation, see what brings you, like you said, see what brings you life and excitement and weigh out the options and then just decide what's best for you without fearing other people's thoughts. And I think breaking things down into bite size, like steps or like actionable items. Yeah. So it's, again, it's like, don't look at, you know, if you want to run a marathon, don't go out and try to run like 20 miles today. Like, right. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) But like, maybe take a walk or like maybe just download a training app or do some research, like look for other people. I think that's the other thing. People I think are so afraid to reach out to other people. Um, because there's, I don't know if there's a stigma. I don't, there's so many reasons why people want to isolate, but you know, people, we at different times have talked more about running and people would always be like, oh my goodness, I can't run. And we'd be like, actually, like we couldn't either. And this is what we did. And if I just feel like reach out to people, whether it's a stranger on the internet, you might not get a response, but you might get a response. Or if it's somebody that you've seen that's gone through a similar situation, or if you want to start a cupcake shop and you see the person who has like this awesome cupcake shop, like just connection is a real antidote to fear. So when you connect with someone else who has had a similar experience, I think that a lot of the fear can just be leveled off and and you can learn from other people. So don't be afraid to ask and reach out. That's a great point. Yeah, and I mean, it can be, that can be like the first small step that you take is just saying like, and sometimes it might just be voicing, hey, I have a dream too, X, Y, or Z. I think even getting it out of ourselves can sometimes take a little bit of work, but it's always worth it. Yeah, this might get way off topic, but I, I think that part of that is we compare ourselves to others. So if we see somebody who we think is like killing it on Instagram, we might be afraid to reach out to them because we're like, well, they're way ahead of where I am. When in reality, they may not be. Yeah. And everybody people, started. I love that too. Like people are people. Like whether yes. you're, you're at the top of your game or you're just starting, you've been on every, you've been somewhere in the process 
and you're a person. So you feel fear and you feel anxiety and you feel shame or like you're not good enough. And that doesn't matter. Anyone who doesn't feel, has never felt that is not a human. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, yeah, not every person's going to respond and give you the response you want, but a lot of people are just people. I think that's the beauty of social media and the, the ability to connect as there's so many bad parts of it, but we can connect to people that, I don't know, maybe, you know, you never could have before. And everyone started at some point, like whether they started 10 years ago or five minutes ago, like everyone is, has started like something. Right. So it's immune to tragedy or fear, like anything happening. And so like, just, it just, I think that's like you said, you fear what other people think. And that's, that's me to a T and it's like, just, think of yourself as any other human, you know, you're on this journey, just like the rest. No one deserves more than the other. It's yeah. just, we're all in it together. So. And I think fear can try to hold us back sometimes when we think of what other people are going to think if this fails, because mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. trying something new, you might try something for a little while and be like, Oh, I actually didn't like that very yeah. much. Or I did, but then what am I going to do to, how am I going to explain it to other people? And I think just realizing that like, Failure in whatever amazing air quotes again, <laughs> failure is only like pushing you forward. So I would much rather be friends with someone or talk with someone who's like tried and failed several times than like never tried one at all or failed once and then stopped completely because I'm like, well, now you're done. Like I'd rather talk to the person who's like still trying. Mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just such a, I'm like talking to myself here. Just, yeah. um, are there certain tools or resources that you have found helpful that you want to share with other people? Ooh, I really like the Calm app for meditation and breathing. Um, it's got like guided meditations that's really helpful as far as like meditating mm -hmm. and like combating fear that way if you need some calm in your life. I'm a big advocate of getting near some sort of nature thing that helps you for me it's the ocean or just the forest or a mountain or something I think that always grounds you yeah um what else? yeah music yes. calm music you know like I know that that's something you that you go for um that helps too and cooking I just like doing something a task like that is so helpful for me baking and cooking is so like that for me and I would say like get away from technology if it's bringing you down if you're finding your joy or your energy or your creativity like zapped after you're consuming social media it's an addiction like you got to learn how to like unless you're using the calm app <laughs> but like just pay attention to that because sometimes it's like you don't even realize because our phones are such a part of our everyday life you might not realize like man I'm super depressed every time I spend 30 minutes just scrolling my phone like maybe we shouldn't do that anymore like and that is something I mean I've had to do and evaluate for myself so I'm definitely not saying it in like a preachy way I'm saying it in a way that I think you constantly my grandma used to always say you can always re-evaluate the board <laughs> A game that we used to play, and like if players moved their pieces, like pieces were constantly changing. So she would always say that. She would always go, re evaluate the board. And that's like been a life lesson for me because I've yeah, realized, I like yeah, you can always 
you are always allowed to reevaluate. And something that was working for you last month might not be working for you right now. And you have to kind of reevaluate, make take inventory. Um, yeah. So my dad always used to say, uh, let's build each other up, not tear each other down. And so one of the things that I ask every guest that comes on is to give me somebody that they want to build up in their life. Ooh, I love that. That is such a great, such a great thing to be like spreading, right? Like, why can't we do this all the time, every day? Right. Like, every day we have to nominate someone else. Um, someone for us that has like really built us up and that we've just seen I mean, he's just been such an inspiration to us, but also not just in word, but like in action for showing up and cheering us on is our friend of ours, Bob Goff. Um, he's an author and he started schools for kids in war-torn, war-torn countries all over the world, um, like in the worst areas like Somalia and Afghanistan, the worst for war, let me be clear, the worst areas for war and stuff like that. So that's our person that we would... He's also yeah. a great person to follow on Twitter because he has very inspiring tweets. So it's nice to see his tweets pop up in the midst of everything else that can be kind of negative on Twitter because he's always very positive. Yeah, That's so true. Yeah. And he's just been like, I mean, he's just been a super encourager. One time he called, we were in the studio um, and my phone rang and it was, I could see it was Bob and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I stepped outside and he was like, hey, I'm getting on a flight right now, but your song, your guys' song, My Love, has just been on repeat. And, well, I just didn't want to keep that a secret. I just wanted to tell you guys. And he was like, kind of, I mean, it was like a 30-second phone well, call. And I think that's so really, sweet. That's inspirational, like, to be able to do that. Sometimes you feel like when you want to reach out to someone or you feel like, oh, I've got a call and it's going to be 30 minutes and I've got to write a letter or whatever. And sometimes you can just call a friend or your mom or whoever and be like, hey, I just wanted to say, like, I'm really thankful for the way that you – did this that's all gotta go but thanks and I feel like that is such an eye-opener to me sometimes it feels so overwhelming to just do a good thing like that yeah. you know or like speak your mind just write a quick text whatever yes. and he's really good about that so yeah. that yeah he's a great um, mentor and role model for us and just a great friend that's yeah. awesome um, so give everybody also a fun recommendation it can be a podcast you're listening to some music that you're liking lately anything kind of fun Anything fun? Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> all of our podcasts that we've been listening to have been, like, a little bit not fun. They're, like, about, yeah. like, murder mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not fun. Um, it's not – my fun is reading novels, so – I was going to say, I think in your email you named an author, but I can't remember who it was now. <laughs> that I'm into right now is Lisa Jewell, and she's a British kind of, like, mystery thriller writer, and – you just get lost in the story. It's just so good to just get lost in a story that's not real, but that you can yeah. just escape to. So Lisa Jewell, I'm on like my second or third book and I feel like there's maybe like eight or 10. So yeah, okay. um, yeah. so she's my she's my go-to fun person Your right go-to now. Fun. I love it. Um, I've been going back to like 90s hits and like early 2000 hits stations on Pandora, uh, not Pandora, on Spotify. And that's been really fun because it'll just be like all these throwback songs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a, like, and you know every word. Yeah. So that's kind of been fun for me. That is super um, fun. Yeah. Um, can you tell everybody what is next for you guys, what they can kind of look out for from Jill and Kate? 
Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so we've got a new song coming out on May, May 3rd. 3rd. I don't know when this is coming out, so it might already be out. Yeah, um, it probably will be. <laughs> yeah. So go check that out. And we've got well, our live podcast and show coming up, which we're going to try to do some more of those if that goes well. Yep. And we have actually we have a bunch of songs we're releasing this year. We've had them kind of ready to go, and we haven't found the right time. So there'll be new music coming out, and we're working on a book that we're writing. Our podcast is still Girls Just Pod to Have Fun. So we're kind of those are sort of our things, and who knows what else might come up. But um, we're open. Yeah. And where can people find you on social media? Yeah, we're at Jill and Kate pretty much everywhere. On YouTube, Jill and Kate Music, and if you want to follow our podcast Instagram, it's Girls Just Pod to Have Fun on Instagram. Okay. Are there any parting words you would like to leave with people? I'm just so like I'm so glad that you asked us to um, to be on here because it's been so. I just feel like this has been such a cool journey for us to watch you like have this idea and. Like you've been so open with sharing like your own journey and I think that's just so helpful to other people. And so I'm just, I feel like everyone needs to follow your example of just having an idea and figuring it out. Like you didn't go to school for podcasting, like is that a thing? Yeah, and I was scared. I, you know, I kept thinking to myself like, what if I run out of things to talk about or if nobody listens, but I decided, oh well, I'm just gonna try and kind of see what happens. And if I have to stop, I'll stop. Yeah, and it's really important stuff that you're talking about, which, you know, a lot of people don't want to dig into, or but a lot of people want to hear about it. They mm-hmm. just don't want to be the one to facilitate it. So we're just proud of you for doing it and thankful that we're able to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, thank you. Yeah. I hope that this is the year that I finally, like, see you guys <laughs> see a show. That just blows my mind. Like, I know. It just blows my mind. Yeah, we definitely need to make that happen. For sure. I told my two girlfriends that if you guys do one in Nashville, we're taking a girls trip and we're going. And I've met, actually, through my gym, I've met a fellow Jill and Kate fan. Um, her name's Liz. She's also from Michigan. So I don't know if you that rings a bell. But she is in my gym and we started talking about Kelly Clarkson one day. And then it was like, when Jill and Kate. And I was like, how do you know about Jill and Kate? So we are, we're not like buddies. For her before. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Um, that's so crazy. Yes. If we do Nashville, you've got to come and we'll make sure that yeah. it works for you too, because we need to see you in real life. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both so much. I'll let you get going. I know you have things to do today, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today. Yeah. yeah thanks thank so much, you. Megan. I appreciate it.